shit's about to hit the fan. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means, summer is officially over, last week was summer's end, welcome to Max Wrestling episode 394, this is still your reigning Max Wrestling world champion, the captain speaking, along with the reigning Max Wrestling television champion, El Jefe Moses Marquez. Top of the morning, it is still summer here in Southern California. I guess. Yeah, it's hot um, as shit. And no audio issues this week. No we're audio good. issues. We're good. Let's go. Skype's been, well, not Skype, um, Alexander Rowan has been fucking up our shit for the last two weeks, but we're good. This guy, um, this guy coming in, he wants all the credit, this guy. I mean, he also hacked it in a major way last week, but I guess I kind of owe him a thank you. I mean, I would have won the case anyway because I was innocent, but 300 combined days today as your world champion. It was it was a classic, a classic case of uh, mistaken identity. Yes, it was. Um, people see a gavel, they point the finger at me. Well, hey, you know, but I mean, gavel. but I mean, it is what it is. Your name is now clear and on to promo series. We go on to promo series. And I haven't heard from Travis since last week. So I think he may be running for the hills or running for the mountains after last for week's for the mountains trial. <laughs> um, but coming up this week, um, a a quiet week, news-wise, but more evidence towards Bray Wyatt's probable return. Uh, two world title matches on Dynamite and an Extreme Rules card that actually looks pretty decent. Right, not bad. Um, but before we begin, remember to like and sub to us on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling and follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. Okay. Uh, it, it's UK on all social media, even though... We're like 30% UK at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we've been taken over internationally. That's, that's um, true. But hey, true. it worked for the Beatles. Right. Let's I'll just jump. <laughs> that's a good idea. If we're copying somebody, right, let's copy the Beatles. Now let's jump into our headline this week. Like I said, it hasn't been a big week news-wise. Um a photo did crop up of CM Punk. First one, first time we've seen him since the All Out Fallout. Um, and considering all the shit that went down and the, the arm brace and everything, he, he kind of looks pretty happy. But dirt sheets circling um, that AEW may be trying to buy out the rest of his contract. This comes from Wade Keller, I believe, of uh, PW Torch, um, which was then recycled by Brian Alvarez. Um, Alvarez quoted, um, I did hear Wade speculating about the buyout, and let's put it this way. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, but nobody, nobody, nobody is talking right now, so everything is speculation, which is pretty much all dirt sheets, always speculation, but always. nobody's saying anything. Um, that's, that's the key in this whole thing, is nobody's talking. Remember that nobody's talking. No, they're, they're being about as evasive as Shakira's taxes, but... Ah, beautifully played. <laughs> beautifully played. Sorry, Shakira. Um, I'm not. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck tax evasion. Um, right. Not a boy. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not the best person to comment on a whole CM Punk situation because I've always been a punk fan. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm on the fence with this one. Uh, okay, so 
I want to be in that. I want to say I'm in that boat with you just to be as clear as to be. But let's to be honest, I was also the same dude that got very upset when he decided to have an MMA career because I kept saying he was the dad that learned jujitsu on the weekends who got <laughs> famous via something else and said, oh, hey, Dana White, you want to make some money? And you weren't a draw. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, I did pop heavy when he came back, you know, seven plus years out. It's, you know, it was a great moment for us professional wrestling fans. However, I have an issue with prima donnas, and I always have, regardless of where they work and what have you. If you're going to act like a fucking, if you're going to act like a bitch, you're going to, you know, you're going to get treated like a bitch. I mean, for crying out loud, look at, look at Sean in the late nineties, the way he would, you know, bitch and whine, or I should say the mid nineties, the way he would bitch and whine right before the attitude era thing, when him and Brett were having that inner beef, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's a little, it, it, to me, it's, it, it's like similar like that, but it, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. The, um, what am I driving at? Refresh me real quick. Cause I, so I can get back on the right track. Punk. Punk. Okay. So the problem with, and here's where I'm going to end it with punk though. So be, unlike Sean, Sean got checked and, you know, went through some shit he got better, blah, 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 blah. Punk. Said, oh, well, I left this company to come to this company. I'm even bigger than before. You're just going to do what I say because I'm a star. But the thing you forgot about is the people you were talking shit about aren't senior citizens, you know, who don't like confrontation. They're guys younger than you who were raised in California, where if you're going to talk shit, you're going to get talk shit back to or you're going to get an ass beaten. That's where I'm standing on this whole bit. If you have a fucking problem, go talk to him. Seriously, go talk to him. Say like, hey, TK, like I need to, I need to sit down with all you guys. Well, why? I just look, please. You know, I'm, I'm your, I'm your champ. I'm your head guy. I'm your blah 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 blah. Make your stupid case. Have your sit down, but don't go at a presser, talk shit, have this backlash, and then now we're just supposed to be like, well, no, you gotta bring him back. No, there's, there's, there's too much heat. There's too much animosity. There's obviously some fucking jealousy. He's pretty mad. And and you gotta be you gotta be real. I know like it's a chuckle, and everybody's whoever's listening is probably giving it a, a nice little chuckle themselves. But think about it. These kids made almost, if not more, money than he did during his E run on the indies. They were able to get a promotion started behind their name, unlike him. He couldn't get Ring of Honor to get back to that upper echelon after he left. It was, I mean, he didn't go back though either. But you know what I mean. The fact that, but but the point is, is you you went around talking shit and you got checked. You know what I mean. If you're as an adult, go to the fucking source and fix your problems. Don't just nothing is an open forum, especially in professional wrestling. Nothing is an open hmm. forum. Go go talk amongst each other because everybody's got an ego. Everybody. Yeah. We kind of got to the point in the story now where everybody kind of admits that Punk threw the first punch. Mm-hmm. Which is, we figured it to begin with. Yeah. But then you just got to question why. Like, if they just came into his room, why would he start just throwing punches? Defense mode. Well, then on top of that, again, and, and this is where I will give him a little bit of credit. You come at my door, whether you're, 
Apparently the door wasn't kicked in also, which isn't yeah. surprising. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're going to tell me these, these Christian boys, these Christian boys in senior Kenneth Omega, the king of video games, these motherfuckers are going to kick a door in. They're going to kick a door in they, for you talking shit. They Come also on. didn't just walk in by themselves. They took the head of legal, um, and the head of talent relations, which happens to be Christopher Daniels. So like, Obviously, they were going in for a discussion. Exactly. They said, okay, fine. This guy's that hot. Let's go talk about it. They were the adults during this heated thing where I said, you know, you guys can communicate and try to squash it. They were down to do that. He was in defense mode. Oh, well, now I'm backed in a corner and let's turn it into a, like, why? You, like, I just called him a prima donna not five minutes ago. There you go. He's a prima donna, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. I was, I, I'm excited. I can, I will be that guy that will take all the, all the, um, the, 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 the hazing for loving his return, for loving the everything about punk until what had happened. Because the reality is, is what he did changes everything. And I mean, this isn't, this isn't the guy had a Twitter rant. You know what I mean? And it just so happened to catch a following and blow up on TikTok or whatever. You know, it wasn't a sound bite he cut in the ring. He had real feelings at a press conference, bitched out beat writers, complained. Oh, yeah, whatever. All them fucking complained about every EVP possible and everybody else he could complain about, all because of an issue he's having with a dude that he doesn't want to deal with. And then they go in, the, the Bucks, Kenny. And apparently fucking, you said CD and, and, and a lawyer for goddamn sake. Okay. The head of legal, who's probably a lawyer, you walk in there, you know, like, fucking, this isn't like, oh, you know, Kenny Omega and a lawyer walk into a bar. No, it's not a joke. They walked into his locker room <laughs> and they were like, Hey bro, what's your problem? Fuck you guys. Like what the fuck is like, in all honesty, in all honesty, let, let's keep it funky here. Let's, let's say you and Chad are at work. Everything's going peach keen, and all of a sudden, you you just you said, "Oh, that Chad guy doesn't know how to do this or whatever." Just that as like a as a joke, and all of a sudden, this dude just comes at you and fucking swings on you. As a boss, tell me you can't like there's there's no way you're gonna be able to fix that. That's one of those things you can't fix that. No, and I think she's a lawyer. Like, uh. Her name is Mega Parek. She holds the same positions in AEW she holds for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is oh, senior shit. vice president and chief legal officer. Oh, fuck yeah. She's a lawyer. <laughs> um, the, the two saddest things about it is, one, is this really how Punk's story ends after all? That, right. that legendary last run in WWE, the seven-year wait, the huge return... It ends like this in, in the shit. And second of all, I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but it's kind of left a sour taste with me about Hangman because as as much as we want to admit, yeah, Punk's the, probably the bad guy in all of this, Hangman's not innocent. No. And yet, at the same time, he continues to be rewarded in AEW, which, like, I, I, I get they're not going to bury the guy, but it's like they're deliberately now keep pushing him, keep putting him in title matches. Now he's the number one contender when, whether indirectly or not, he kind of was the catalyst in all of this. 
He's yeah. the one that ticked off Punk in the first place. Now, see, okay, I can kind of see it both ways. I really can. Because, it, you know, is is that what it is that how it really started? Or was there already fucking animosity and heat with Punk and the company? And it just so happened to start it. You know what I mean? That's my that's my thing. I know the Colt Cabana thing was going on for a while. And I know how much of an impact that was on Punk because, you know, it was his really good friend. And then it became so thing and the blah, 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 blah. And it was it was a huge thing. It really was. And there's no denying that. But I think, like, there had to be some sort of animosity, some bullshit heat. He obviously was frustrated with something. I don't know what. I don't understand how. You know, I'm not punk. I don't understand. I'm not Phil. I don't get how you can be frustrated in this situation with anybody there. He must have at least been hugely frustrated with both his world title runs ending with a pretty bad injury, which meant he had to give up the title. Why? And I'm going to say this for the first one. Why are you stage diving? Chris Jericho's a rock star. A quite literal rock star. Ask him how many times he's stage dived. Go ahead. Like that's what I'm driving at. But no, you think it was cool because you're like, I get it, dude. Like you could do it in Chicago. And we kept saying in the TSK, like, oh hey, you're gonna hurt yourself one day doing that, or somebody's gonna like not catch you or something. And it's just too big of a risk for a guy that's as fragile as you. And then he has this glorious, you know, win, and he's AEW champ, and oh, the summer of punk, and blah, 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 blah. And again, at the LA Forum, bink, catches your foot, it's broke. Nothing you can do. Shit, there goes your title reign. And then you have this incident where, um, I forgot, I think he said he tore his pec? No, what did he, he got mad hurt in his AEW title match that he has to have surgery again. I think it was his pec. Yeah, I think it was something to do with his pec, but, I mean, he's clearly injured that left left arm. Yeah, uh, Which is in a brace in that recent photo. So, it's like... Are you, like, you're obviously upset yourself, and you had to lash out. Because, like, who else are you going to get blamed for your small title reigns? And you can't blame TK. You can't blame the Bucks. You definitely can't blame Hangman. It's not a Ryback situation. They didn't hurt you. You got your own dumbass hurt. It's, it's it's literally turned into a guy that oh we thought he had you know oh hey what happened what's really going on to fuck he really is a crybaby just like we thought and there's I'm sorry I can't I can't code it any other way I really want to I want to but when you look at it you know what I mean is the glass half full or half empty well he's it was all him it was literally all him. Um, well, we don't know how long he's going to be suspended for. We don't know how long Kenny and the Bucks are suspended for. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, he, we, we know he came back too soon from that first injury, and he, I don't know why they put the title back on him so soon that second time when he clearly still wasn't 100%. And for, uh, that- sorry, I'm not going to interrupt you. Uh, the reason they did it, the reason they were going, or they did it so quickly that was the idea for MJF. They were going to boom, boom, pass the buck to him ASAP. But when he got hurt, they changed the plan. 
I mean, I think they probably still could have pulled it off while he was hurt. It was the whole mm-hmm. all-out fallout that fucked everything up. Exactly. And, like, MJF's not even talking about it. He hasn't even mentioned it since he's been back. He's smart. Which... He, doesn't, he doesn't need to put his nose in that. I mean, he's the thing, the thing that's great about MJF in this situation is his name is nowhere near it. And he's only getting bigger because of that. I really do think yeah. if he if he was involved in this thing in some sort of way, if he was one of the guys that went in there and helped break up the fight, if he was, you know, maybe as disgruntled as say Punk was, I feel like it would be a big time issue. But it's not. So he no. don't care and he's doing his own fucking thing and he's doing awesome. His his comeback hasn't really been tainted at all. He's completely clean in all of this. Yeah, that's a which is good great for him. For him. Um, and also great for Marx and Brian and Jericho and all the other like veterans in the locker room who just kept their kept completely out of it. Shit, fucking! Jer- all of a sudden, Jericho looks like I don't even fucking know who. He was. He's just. He's the fucking man. Like, all of a sudden, again, it's like watching Jericho from Nitros. <laughs> uh, nice. Now, um, obviously, we will keep an eye on the situation. See if anything develops with Punk. Um. I don't even know how, like, he's got a couple of years left on his contract. Yeah. If he came back last uh, last summer, last August, and he signed a multi-year contract. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at the same time, the, the, the contract talk was going on with Kenny. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. his contract actually ends later this year. But TK is more than likely going to pull the VK kind of move. And, oh, because you were suspended or injured or whatever, we're going to extend it, which is fine. I'm sure that's not going to kill Kenny. Kenny's not going to give a shit. You know what I mean? No. And it's good for us because he only just came back, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's gone again. Mm-hmm. Which is the worst, but whatever. True, but he was also still not 100% when he came back, so more healing I mean, time. Yeah, I mean, if you had to, I mean, they, there's two sides to every coin, every you know what cloud. I mean? Got it, got it. I mean, I got, I got to, I got to, you know, forget that he's not there somehow. Oh, he's still recovering. That's what it is. I got to sugarcoat it as something else. He's still recovering. Yeah, there's, there's a bright side to all of this. I hope so. Well, I, I, I know anytime the Bucks take off, any time they're just going to come back better because they're going to be healed. Yeah. Um, and as we know, AEW don't go soft, so that's why there's a lot of no. Injuries. Shit, that's half my concern with fucking Saray. Soraya, whatever the fuck you're supposed to say we'll, her name. We'll, we'll get to Soraya. <laughs> um, first of all, this is stupid shit people say online. This is shit marks say. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. First up on shit marks say anything from TikTok. TikTok, as shockingly, has been quiet. The dance craze has come back. Um, no, I'm not getting on that move. So, uh, no, the only thing... Uh, it's not really shit marks say. There's just been... Um, just been backlash on punk. Been a lot, of, a lot of, like, how we're going. You know, many people are finally seeing, you know, oh, I knew punk was like this, or I knew this was like that. And then, of course, you got the couple of lovers. Oh, well... You know, if I were the Bucks with my nose in the air, like, okay, first off, again, read the articles, 
go down the whole thing. And then uh, the only other thing other than that is the constant, oh, I don't have time to look up Bandito. Where's that QR code? All right. Yeah. That's my, that's my <laughs> new favorite line right now. They'll scan a QR that, code. They'll go back to 2011 for some fucking Husky Harris promo where he says Eater one time, and they're like, oh, my word's coming back. You, you could make that case about literally anybody that isn't, like, main roster. I don't know who this guy is, but let's let's chase the white rabbit. Mm-hmm. Let's chase it. Um, well, on, on, also on that topic of punk, uh, it was Dutch Mantel, a.k.a. Zeb Coulter, uh, this week. <laughs> Why didn't anybody warn, like, anybody close to TK warning what punk was like? Surely everybody knew punk had an attitude problem. Like, I'm pretty sure he knew that and took the risk anyway. Yeah. Um, you, got, you got to understand TK's way of thinking here. I think he said in multiple interviews when uh, AEW first started, Punk's on that list. Punk was the guy, one of the guys I called and said, hey, did you want to come back? Hey, are you trying to come back? So, like. And I think Punk's always had a pretty decent relationship with the Bucks, too. Like. They were, he was, they're, they, they're, uh, they're, to my knowledge, they were friends-ish. I know yeah, the Bucks were, were like, buddies. hey, there you go, text buddies. Like, I know the Bucks were like, oh, hey, dude, you know, like, we're, you know, we're big fans, we're this, we're that. They were super respectful, you know, to my knowledge, you know, reaching out and doing that whole bit. And then it just turned into an issue with an old friend with a thing that he doesn't want to deal with anymore. And it fucking blew up. Yeah. Another sad thing about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but over on the internet this week, we have Marco Mark. Beautiful name. Marco. Um, so Joey Ryan showed up in an episode of 911 this week, which. That's no, why? Which sucks because I'm a big 911 fan, even though we're like a season behind in the UK. Fucking Disney, please fix your shit. I mean, it's why, why are we waiting a year for the new season? Still a good show. Still a great show, but um, I think I don't I don't even know what what he played in the episode. I think he was just an extra. Like I don't know anything about the episode because we're not gonna see it for another like eight months. But um, it just baffles me how people still defend Joey Ryan. So like people tweeted out like Fox and whatever. Like you know this guy's got a sexual deviancy past. Why are you putting him on your show and all that kind of stuff? And people are like you know leave him alone. He's trying to get his life back together, and I'm. Marco said people should stop messing with him. He's just trying to get back on his feet, leaving the past behind, but apparently he isn't allowed to. Well, maybe people shouldn't try to mess with every woman they come into contact with and then try to sue them because they come forward. <laughs> like, he, he made his own bed. Perfectly said right there. Try, tried to make several beds. He tried to make several beds, but yes. <laughs> No, uh, you, you're a million. Uh, you these are the decisions you made, and they're gonna reflect you, dude, forever. I'm sorry. I don't care what Bible camp you go to and get real close to Jesus. You know, I don't. I and I don't care about what kind of rehab you went to. That I mean, in all retrospect, as man to man, good for you. I, I, you know, I applaud you for getting help. Good, good. You know, good on you. Blah 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 blah. However. Your fucking name means shit to me. Shit, bud. So your recognition status has gone completely down the toilet. 
uh, the fact that you're on some television show that I watch, I see you on that show that day. I'm just turning the TV off. I'm sorry, 911. I apologize, but I don't at the same time. But you're really my biggest gripe is there. I hate how there's a defender for everybody. Everybody has to have a fucking superhero behind them. When the reality is, is some people just need to live with what they've done. Yeah. And this is one of those situations like Joey Ryan's a piece of shit. I'm so, there's no sugarcoating it. So I'm not sorry for that. I was about to say, I'm sorry. I'm not. He's a piece of shit. And, 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 you know, Hey, again, I can commend you night and day for trying to get your shit straight, but that don't mean you need to be on a television show. That don't mean we need, we need to let up for him. If you want to fix the past, you start apologizing. I want to see a video of you apologizing to every fucking lady that you fucking ever hurt. With a lawyer standing next to you saying, I, I'm, I'm taking back my lawsuits. I'm sorry. I'm taking back my life. Like, if, unless you're going to plan to do that, homie, like, there's no going back. There's no going back. And no. if, again, if you want to have fucking defenders, that's fine, dude. But you, you're irrelevant. Irrelevant. Like you, like you said, we don't want to see him on TV. Like, okay, you want to get your life back together. We understand you've got to work, but there's plenty of things you could do. You don't have to be on TV. You don't have to try and sneakily book a wrestling show under a different oh, name. Oh, yep. There you go. Re- I was about to say, don't forget one. that part. And then when everybody found out he was the actual booker, they all pulled out. Oh, <laughs> Don't say that to him out loud. <laughs> Maybe he... Uh, <laughs> uh, right? You know what I'm saying? Wrong terminology there. <laughs> but... This is different from like I don't know Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream who are also accused of shit. Nobody's defended Joey Ryan in like professionally. Like pretty much everybody that knows him have pretty much said, "Yep, yep, that's it. That's he's probably guilty." That should be, and then that should be the fucking the uh, the the nail, like the, the the light bulb above your head. The wait a minute, what's going on here? When Matt Riddle's thing went down, a lot of people came to his defense like, oh, well, he was already having issues and he had a stalker and this was a this and then and all these stories came out and we're like, hold on, wait a minute. So they've been going through some shit and then we kind of let it go. Yeah. And then who was the other dude? Dream, we, we haven't really let go, but I think it was kind of accepted that it was investigated and nothing really came of it. I feel like the dream and the Austin Theory situation were the same. You know what I mean? The underage girls, there was some communication, but nothing too crazy, and nobody said nothing. So yeah. we're kind of we're able to move on. Dream went How, crazy by himself. I was about to say, yeah, he went crazy <laughs> on his own, and then had that whole fucking uh, video going at EC3 and the booger sugar and the whole nine and the... He, he he made his own bed at that after that point, but yeah, as th- far that as had nothing to do with why he his career fell off the, the rails. Yeah, no, his no, that was on him. And then and but and all no, his I mean, his incidents with the communication it did injure his career a lot, a lot, and. Maybe if he just quietly, you know, went on and did indies and tried to come back, maybe we could forget about it. But then that thing with EC3 happened, and I think now Velveteen Dream is at the point of no return. Yeah. Um, I mean, EC3 hasn't done himself many favors either. I think a lot of people, like, pretty much agreed. Yeah, he's had coke parties. 
I, you're going to tell me. You're going to look at me as a man and look at fucking <laughs> in goddamn EC3 and you're going to tell me that motherfucker doesn't have coke parties? I mean, just look at him. Just look at him. Come on. Um, next up, we have Jackson Riker. Whoops. I mean, Jackson and a bunch of numbers. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, right. This is a good. This is a good one. AEW fans are hypocrites, aren't we? Always. You all, all were drooling in hypocrites. the mouth when Malachi Black, Buddy Murphy, and Andrade came <sighs> to your second-rate company to help you out, but now you guys acting like you never needed them. Hypocrites. Um. Hold on. I Whoa. mean, what, weren't huh? you guys the same with Cody? Hold like, on. You wait. Never, a- never needed him, but then he comes back to WWE. You're foaming at the mouth. I was about to say, who the fuck said anybody about needing anybody? I don't remember nothing about needing nobody. We never needed anybody. We said it would be a cool idea to have them. So, you know, fucking check your terminology, Haas and Franz. Nobody said nothing about needing them. Malachi, we wanted them. We wanted them. Exactly. wanted them. Alistair Black and, and, and Buddy Murphy, they both showed up. And unfortunately, they got caught up in the trios, and they're really not doing much, and da-da-da-da-da. But, I mean, if all reports that are coming out, both of these dudes are coming back to this company. They're just taking some time for mental. Yeah, they both openly went out and squashed all the rumors. Exactly. So this whole idea that, oh, well, we can't have them. It's like, no, nobody wants to leave. People are going through some shit. And unlike fucking the other company, they're allowed to take some fucking time for it. That's see nobody's talking that fucking part right there. That's what's starting to really starting to tick at me. Nobody's yeah, talking that, about that's that why part. you're only just seeing the white rabbit now. Mm-hmm. Because oh well, oh well, you, you know we understand how your mental again when VK was around, mental health was bullshit. He didn't give a fuck about how you felt. You get your ass out there, you do your fucking job. When and that's how it was. Out, Exactly, and if yeah, if not, you're fired. And you know what? Worst case, we're just gonna keep paying you to fucking sit in catering. You're welcome. You know, it's but guys are are you know they're battling. Has has nobody lived through this fucking pandemic with us? That all the shit that went down, like every bro, like these, like and I hate to to fucking switch this whole fucking show on us like that. But I was having a conversation with my with my daughter the other with yesterday to be exact. And we were, it was about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, because we saw it on Netflix, started watching it. Really good. Fucking slow, slow-ass start, but really good at the end. So we need, I, I'm, I only, mean, it, I'm only just starting it now. I'm going to tell you it's slow. It's, mm. It is a slow build. So don't give up on it. Don't do it. Just trust me. We, we, we did, and we regretted it like an hour later. I was like, damn it, I knew we said we wasted an hour, and you already know the binge game. Anyway. <laughs> The, but the point was, is like that she had asked me, she's like, well, that's weird. Like there were serial killers. I said, the fucked up thing is back in like the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s. That's all we had to worry about. You know, it was the occasional robbery, you know, house break in, you know, the normal shit. But then it was, oh, my God, there's a serial killer on the loose. Not mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, I was like, so, you know, there's been some fucking shit, dude. You know what I mean? We had mass shootings. The fucking queen died. You know, fucking, um, there's just been, look at the fucking way the goddamn presidency was out here for the last couple of years and the ups and the downs and the hatred among people. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And then on top of that, I don't know when the last time fucking Malachi really seen his wife like that. Let's, you know, when you don't work in the same company with your wife, 
Yeah, motherfucker, I want to take some time off, too. I want to hang out with her. Oh, let's you be know? honest. They work for rival companies. Right? They do. They both do. I mean, and then same thing with Buddy Murphy. His lady, she works for the E, Rhea Ripley. You know, like, maybe they're just trying to, again, it is a mental thing. You can't do your job well if you're not in it mentally. Let's be honest. You walk into your job and you're mentally out of it. You don't give a shit. You're not going to move any faster. You're not going to work any better. You're not going to give a shit more. And then as a pro wrestler, you're going to tell me you're going to go in there with that lackadaisical attitude? No, you're going to get somebody fucking hurt bad. So, And uh, as for Andrade, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I Honestly, with Andrade, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to the East. So I'm thinking like, he wants to go back. I think he's at the point where it's just, you know, I haven't been used that well. They don't really know what to do with me. But at least over there, I can be, you know, in WWE. Yeah, and Triple H knows what to do with him. And no doubt Charlotte's going to come back very soon and disturb our peace. I was just going to say the same old bit. Don't forget about his wife now. But no, I mean, Andrade really hasn't done that much in AEW. He's got, a, he's got a little bit of a stable right now, but they're not really making an impact. Nah. That's, dude, that was the thing that, that sucked, too, because I, I thought Andrade would be really good in AEW, but he just never really got the opportunity. And I think it's, be, and, and it's not a negative. It's, it's because the roster is so bloated. It really, it really, truly is. You know what I mean? If you took half of the stars that it has and they were like jobbers, AEW would be in fucking excellent shape because you'd have stars against guys and you'd have plenty of guys to build and plenty of guys to, to you know, start off with. It would be a nice medium. Problem is, they got stars up the ass. Up yeah. the ass. Well-established WWE people, indie guys, international guys, the whole night. If Ring of Honor did have its own TV show, I think Andrade would be great with his stable in Ring of Honor. A million percent. A million percent. But that's the thing. We don't know what's going on with that. I mean, yes, the E-Drones and everybody else that's against AEW um, could easily make the argument of, oh, well, we wouldn't even watch that anyway. But, I mean, people don't. Pe- people barely watch Dark. They barely watch Elevation. You know, they barely watch Rampage, according to their numbers. <laughs> you bring up a Ring of Honor show. You know, personally, I think there's a nostalgia feel to it. I personally feel like there is a nostalgia feel to having a, a Ring of Honor show weekly. But then again, like I say, with Dark and Elevation, are they just going to be there just to be there? Is it is ROH going to be on YouTube? You know, is it really going to be weekly? T- like we, you know what I mean? How can you make that successful before you plot the whole idea of, you know, moving a stable over there? But I mean, it, yeah. but long story short, I'm not surprised if Andre go uh, Andre, if Andrade goes, um, he'll be with his lady. He'll be in a company where they honestly need a Hispanic star. They really do. Yeah. But honestly, I think there would be an audience for Ring of Honor having their own show like Death Before Dishonor did pretty good. I think it doubled the buys of Supercard of Honor. There you go. Like, okay, they weren't huge buys, but for Ring of Honor, they were pretty big. I mean, it's pretty... Because mm-hmm. you're kind of, it's because you're kind of blurring it with AEW, so there's getting more eyes on it. And I mean, that, but that's also the knock. Oh, there's too much AEW. Well, hey, if I start 
building up a roster, you know, Jericho's my champ, this guy's my this, da, 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 and I start moving guys into that ROH wing, if you will, you can make them have a decent roster. And then you can then have your bloated roster be expanded three ways. Yeah, like Just pe- people say they don't want a brand split in AW, but it obviously needs it because there's a lot of big names in that company that could do with being on separate shows, and there's a lot of mid-card names that don't even get on TV. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. People keep asking, where's Ruby Zoho? She's on Dark. She's on Elevation. She's on Rampage. I say, watch YouTube. She's there. But that's the uh, problem. That's the problem. And then, and and to be honest, a lot of wrestling fans are very, as we say here in the states, bougie. They're very snobby about you know, I can't watch wrestling on YouTube. That's why MLW hasn't grown. And so to them, I, I you want me to watch wrestling on YouTube? Surely, yeah, it's easier to watch it on YouTube. It fucking it's mad easier to watch it on. Like I don't understand. Like. And then here's the thing. That's like automatic fucking DVR. Yeah. It's it's automatic. Like, when it's over, I can just rewind the motherfucker. ROH, when they were still doing okay and we were trying to get back into it, I was just watching every week on their own website. They just streamed it on the homepage. That's right. They did, because they're awesome like that. And I mean, hell, that'd be a hell of an idea to keep, TK. Yeah. This has always been the complaint about Impact. Like, they don't do very well in terms of viewership because it's difficult to find. What if it was on YouTube every week? It'd be easy to find. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a hell of an idea. I'm not, and I, and I love making this joke. I have no access to access, but I have plenty to YouTube. Right. So, like, come on now. YouTube's like the easiest accessible video source out there. It really is. And I mean, it could work. It could work. It does. I mean, NWA has been doing it for a a few years now, and they don't give a shit about how the ratings look. And yet they're still getting pay-per-view buys. They're still getting pay-per-view buys. So, I mean, if it's working for them, it could absolutely work for TK and Ring of Honor. It can because there's still a lot of diehard Ring of Honor fans that just want old Ring of Honor. I'm sure they're still watching old DVRs on YouTube of Ring of Honor. So it's like, you know, we you got to get this ball rolling. You have to, have to, have to. Yeah, I mean, you obviously you get money from TV deals, but you, you can get money from YouTube too. Plenty of money from YouTube. Plenty of money. Especially a company like that. Look, okay, you know what? Look, you want you want to talk about motherfucking people making bread on YouTube? Look at any one of these popular streamers. Look at the Logan Pauls. Look at the Markipliers. This dude literally was a guy, and he just makes fucking streaming videos. He's got over, he says, I think it's like 400 million views or something like that, or a couple billion views, something like that. The guy's made hundreds of millions of dollars because people are down to watch YouTube. Because it's easy. I can watch it on my phone. I can watch it on my TV, on my computer, on my this. You can watch. I wouldn't be surprised if you could fucking watch YouTube on your cars these days. Okay? With everybody's in their fucking big ass screens. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised people are sitting there fucking watching goddamn fucking, you know, NWA driving to work. Maybe not NWA, but still. But uh, as far as the whole hypocrite thing goes, 
nobody are bigger hypocrites than WWE diehards. Like, yeah. oh, that guy's in AEW, that guy's in Impact. Holy shit, they're in WWE. That you or have, you could have watched him on the other show. And but see, that's that's the funny thing because there's there's two there's always two sides of that. There's the what the fuck is that guy doing here? You were an Impact guy, or oh my god, he's here, he's finally here from Impact. You're gonna have the, you're gonna have the juggle. You're gonna have the dude who's oh my god, AJ Styles, he was a da 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 IWGP champion, and what the fuck's an IWGP champion? And that was the thing for years. Oh, we don't watch Impact because it sucks and there's nobody worth watching. And then all of a sudden, holy shit, AJ. Holy shit, Samoa Joe. Holy shit, Bobby Roode. Oh, I remember Kurt Angle's run. Oh, what happened? Y'all didn't watch. Right? Oh, Kurt Angle actually wrestled more in Impact than he did in WWE. He did. This is the truth. This is the fucking truth. Which is the thing I, I hate because, like, I was a gigantic Kurt Angle fan. And I and, and I and I missed a lot of his TNA run, but the bits I've been catching up with, it's like fuck, dude. The, I yeah. mean, I get it. He was having an issue. He was going through some stuff, and Impact was like, "Fucking dude, do your thing. We don't give a shit. Just show up and wrestle every week." And but it was great stuff. It's really good. I mean, if you kind of take away his matches with Benoit, I think Kurt had much better matches in Impact than he did in WWE. His feuds with AJ, with Joe, even with Jeff Jarrett were great matches. Him and Joe were always fun. Always fun. Yeah, they worked so well together. Hell yeah. Uh, and near the end of his Impact run with uh, with Bobby Lashley, they had great matches too. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, that guy was awesome in Impact. So awesome that WWE finally took notice. Yeah. And look About at him now, he's time. a Two-time world champion. About goddamn time. <laughs> but this is why they're marks, and that's the shit they say. And now, before we go to the break, it's This Week in Wrestling History. Yeah. I'll be honest, it's mostly unforgiven this week. Shocker. Uh, y'all remember Unforgiven pay-per-view, right? I do, Always came in September. <laughs> I always remember I, I the miss, fucking, like, hanging thing. And... Yeah, I miss when we had a fixed schedule every year, so we knew it was SummerSlam, Unforgiven, No Mercy, Survivor Series. Now you don't know when the fuck anything's going to be. We got Extreme Rules in October. The good old days. It used to be in no May, then it was in June. What the fuck? But um, September 24th, 2001, at Unforgiven. Speaking of Kurt Angle... Uh, in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kurt Angle defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin to win, I believe, his second WWE championship. Um, at the time, Stone Cold was representing the Alliance, and Kurt mm-hmm. brought the title back to Team WWE. That's right. Uh, I mean, it was also a pretty good card. We also had a four-way for the tag team titles. The Dudleys um, defeated Spike and Big Show, the Hurricane and Landstorm, and the Hardy Boys. Uh, Perry Saturn defeated Raven. Yes, it's an old ECW match, and it only lasted five minutes, but... <laughs> um, Christian defeated Edge for the Intercontinental Championship. I believe that's the first time he won it, because Edge was always the guy that won the singles titles, and Christian was a European champion and a hardcore champion, but he finally won the IC title. Ah, the European champion. Uh, yeah, we try to forget about this feud. Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Undertaker defeated Chronic for the WCW Tag Team title. <laughs> I actually like Chronic. They were a good team. 
They were, but it, they didn't really carry it over that success. No. The invasion. And um, yeah, I could get into the whole thing. No, but no, they did not. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the hardcore title, Rob Van Dam defended against Chris Jericho. Uh, Two-on-one handicap match, The Rock defeated the Alliance's Booker T and Shane O'Mac to uh, retain the WCW world title. And Rhino defeated Tajiri to win the WCW US title. Yep. That was Unforgiven 2001. Um, the following day, but a year before, I know time is fucked up. On September 24th, 2000, also at Unforgiven, um, pretty average 2000 card. We had Right to Censor versus Farouk no. Bradshaw, no. The Dudleys. No. <laughs> um, we had Taz and Jerry the King Lawler in a lever strap match. Uh, we had a six-way with a hardcore title. Steve Blackman, Al Snow, Crash Holly, Perry Saturn, Shofunaki, and Test. Um, oh, my Chris, God. Chris Jericho defeated X-Pac, and this match must have been so forgettable, there's no time listed for this match. That's not surprising. <laughs> They're like, nah, fuck it, just, just plop it up there. Uh, this wasn't even the beginning of X-Pac heat. That was the following year. So I don't know what went wrong with this match. I don't remember it. Um, Don't piss off Jericho, bro. The Hardys defeated Edge and Christian in a cage match for the tag team titles. Pretty much any pay-per-view between 99 and 2001, you're probably going to get a combination of the Hardys and Edge and Christian or the Hardys and the Dudleys. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was what, from like 99 to 02? Yeah, and we complain these days about the tag team picture being so thin, but these matches were boss back then. I was going to say, there was a difference back then, though. It was good singles, or good, you know, it would be like a decent singles match, really good tag match, decent singles match, really good tag match, random tables match. Okay, cool ladder match. Okay, cool fucking just regular three way. Okay, fucking bring in everything. Pretty much how you book GM mode in 2K22 is how WWE booked the tag team division in the Ruthless Aggression era. TLC it, match, tables match, cage match. And it was fucking choice. Yeah, man, it worked. Uh, Eddie Guerrero also defended the IC title against Rikishi. No surprise. He uh, it ended in a DQ. <laughs> Sounds like an Eddie match. Yeah. Triple H defeated Kurt Angle in an ODQ match with special referee Mick Foley. I think this is the match where Stephanie got knocked out and Kurt carried her backstage and then yep. kissed her backstage. And obviously that was the whole, why can't a guy and a girl just be friends? Because you made out with my wife, Jack. That's, there's a difference. Um, and in the main event, there was a four-way for the WWE title, The Rock defending against Chris Benoit, Kane, and The Undertaker. And for a few brief moments, Chris Benoit was technically WWE champion, but the, uh, Rick McFoley overturned the decision and restarted the match. Yep. Bastard. I digress. Uh, what else we got here? September 25th, 2000. So the same day as Unforgiven. Vince Russo became WC... No, actually, this was 26. I don't know. I got the date wrong. But anyway, this week in 2000, Vince Russo became WCW champion on Nitro in a steel cage match against Booker T. It must have been the following night, September 26th. I do. Um, when he was speared through the cage by Goldberg, which meant he left the cage first, so he's the champ. Oh, fuck, uh, that's right. Russo vacated the title the following week because he's not a wrestler, bro. 
Yeah, but he didn't. It didn't fucking stop him from toting it around and like fucking going down to the coffee shop. I'm fucking world champ, bud. You fucking <laughs> give me the donut in the back, bro, and I want the donut with the sugar, bro. Man, so in the same year we had David Arquette and Vince Russo as WCW world champion, and we wonder why WCW died. The motherfucking smell of desperation still lingers after 22 years. <laughs> Um, another Unforgiven on September 26, 1999. Um, Val Venus defeated Steve Blackman. Motherfucking goddamn. Uh, D'Lo Brown defeated Mark Henry for the European Championship. There was a thing in Max Wrestling in the early years where if ever we had to fill in a gap <clears throat> of like a title history, we would always say it was D'Lo Brown because he didn't really have any career highlights, so... Who won this match? Dealer Brown. Dealer Brown. Um, Jeff Jarrett defended the IC title against China. Uh, they had a pretty oh, good God. feud. Actually, they did. Um, I remember the good housekeeping match, which <laughs> was obviously a sexism thing because it was man versus woman and there was whole household appliances in the mm-hmm. ring. It was it was nuts. Um, but the idea yeah. was China beat the shit out of Jeff yeah. Jarrett, so it was like, okay, whatever. This was during the period where Jarrett would put every woman he came across in a figure four. Yep. But then would end up putting, you know, I think it was, I think the only one he ended up putting over was China. But but that's yeah. what started the whole. See, women can do anything. Yeah, especially China. She she was in she the really intercontinental could. division. That's right. Uh, so want to say two Jeff. time two time champ. Or just the one. Yeah, it must have been at least twice because she beat Jared and Jericho for the IC title. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she won it back from Eddie. I don't think so. But she I'm definitely won it at least two times. Um, but basically, Jeff Jarrett was a misogynistic, a misogynistic bastard in 99. Shocker. Uh, the Acolytes defeated the Dudley Boys. Uh, Ivory defeated Luna in a hardcore match for the women's title. The New Age Outlaws defeated Edge and Christian for the tag team titles. Oh, man, I forgot about this. This was on the card. Uh-oh. Al Snow defeated Big Boss Man. No. To, to retain no. the hardcore title in no. the dreaded Kennel from Hell <sighs> match, which was an absolute fucking disaster. God damn it. The, con- the concept sounded cool. It was a steel cage surrounded by the Hell in a Cell. And they had Rottweilers in between the two cages. And to win, you had to escape both structures. Problem was, the dogs didn't give a shit. In fact, nope. they, they gave many shits all around the ring. Yep. Um, and because of that, there was a sour smell in the arena. Yeah. Uh, the match was slow paced. It, it was just... You don't say. Let's not do this ever again. Well, yeah. But the whole cage within Hell in a Cell idea was... A, 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 yeah, a good cool concept. One. It just didn't work out very well. Well, yeah, don't have dog shitting everywhere. <laughs> Maybe it worked out just fine. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and main event, Triple H regained the vacant WWE title in a six-pack challenge refereed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. He defeated Big Show, British Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, and The Rock. And I still can't remember why Stone Cold wasn't included in the match or why he wasn't allowed to be in the match. I think he was injured. I was going to say, it has to be an injury angle. has to be. And finally, two bits of history concerning Shinsuke Nakamura. On September 27th, 2009, Shinsuke won the IWGP heavyweight title for the third and final time, defeating Togi Makabe for the vacant title during the circuit tour. 
And September 27th, so the same day, but in 2015, Nakamura defeated Hiroki Goto to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship for the fifth and final time. That's right. And four months later, he vacated the title and left New Japan for WWE. That he did. Came in with all that hype and thunder and actually had a good run in NXT. Excellent run in NXT during the fucking heat of NXT. His his debut was awesome. Um, we complain how WWE cut to Roman Reigns when AJ debuted. Mm-hmm. But but during Nakamura's entrance, they cut to Sami Zayn sitting in the corner waiting for his opponent and just the biggest smile on his face because he's facing Shinsuke Nakamura. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, before we go to a break, it's time to guest wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guest the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. Okay, so we're going with women this week. Let's go. Um, she was in WWE, but we'll begin with some slightly more obscure career highlights. So love it. Ah. Uh, she did a lot of like bodybuilding competitions. So, um, hmm. first place in ESPN2 Fitness America series, top 20 in Life Quest, Triple Crown, uh, Iron Woman Tri Fitness in 98. And hmm. moving on to wrestling, uh, a one time Master of Ring Entertainment women's heavyweight champion. Probably My first get guess is going to be China, but that's going to probably be no. I mean, it's around kind of, I guess it's kind of around the right time frame, like 90s. She became big, but not China. Um, hmm. So moving on to, oh, actually, PWI Woman of the Year in 2004. She was a bodybuilder? Oh, four. No, 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 it wasn't a bodybuilder. It was just uh, Trish. Also... Oh, not Trish. She also won an NCA All-American Award for National Cheerleading. Who in the fuck was it? Cheer- uh, Jacqueline. No. Okay, Damn. moving on to TNA. Uh, oh. One-time Knockouts Tag Team Champion and five-time Knockouts Champion. Mickey James? Now, my my first thought was Mickey James, but then I thought, nah, she'll be too easy. I'm trying because to think. She's like Damn. the most decorated with WWE and TNA. Of a so fucking, it, just, in WWE, she was a two-time women's champion. Two times women's champ. She went to TNA. Who else went to TNA after leaving the E? Yeah. And then it was in there in the nineties. She went to TNA in... Derp, derp, derp. Was it early TNA? It, it was kind of mid-TNA. 2009, she made her TNA okay. debut. 2009. Gail Kim. Ooh, no. Damn. But yeah, it, it is a short list of people, that, of women that went... Trust me, yeah, that's TNA. why I'm, I'm going, I've gone up and down that list about six times. Already. I'm really trying to think, is there somebody I'm missing? And I know I am. Um, so she was in WWE from 2000, well, training in 2000, like 2001 to 
from 01 to 09, then went to TNA. 01 to 09. Who the fuck was there during the... Um, oh, uh, Victoria. Yes. Let's go. A.K.A. Tara Lisa Marie Baron. That's why I didn't fucking get her name for t- for Impact. And I'm like, God, because I kept trying to think of the Impact name. Who what was her name? An Impact. What was her name? An Impact. But then you kept saying uh, 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 bodybuilding. And I'm like, okay, there was a couple of them that were like that. And then who was around in the 2000s? And I'm like, who in the fuck sticks out? And that was the first one that stuck out. Yeah, in Toy. fact, it was um, during one of her fitness competitions that she met Trish. And who Shocker. turned out to be like one of her first big rivals. That's not surprising at all, but that's awesome. I was a big old fan of Victoria. I tell you what, boy. Yeah. She was fun um, to watch. I, I don't know if she still does, but she did follow Max Wrestling at some point. Hey, all right. On, Let's on, keep on it rocking. Machine. If you still do, thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so last week you saw the trial of the captain for the world championship where I soundly defeated the Phoenix in court. After I was proven innocent, turns out it was Travis Anderson who attacked the Phoenix at Promo Slam. Uh-oh. Well, during this break, we have an exclusive look at the Phoenix's live reaction during that reveal, which wasn't included in the trial last week. So we'll be back right after this, and it won't be picture in picture. I hope this makes it out. If you can hear me, our system's been compromised. It's a- the only way would be if they somehow- No, 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 no. I logged into my computer three days ago. How? I haven't been connected all week. But it's easy enough to make it look that way. That's right, Phoenix. And that's right, Captain. And that's right, Max Wrestling and the entire court here today. I- Travis the Walker Anderson had the shape take the gavel from the captain and send it to me so I could lay out the phoenix. And he attacked my house, my home, my family. You do not challenge the house of ashes and expect no repercussions from it. I can handle you myself in trivia. But you called out the demon as someone that didn't even ask for the match. And last I heard, didn't even agree to the match. I could be wrong. I haven't really spoken to her. But the bottom line is this. She is House of Ashes. Moses is House of Ashes. I am House of Ashes. In Phoenix, you could have been too. I'll be a dirty son of a... Back to the Cap and Mo show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you may be joining us on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. Still to come, this week's Geek of the Week and the Best of the Week and all the other wrestling news that's been going on. Next week, we'll be predicting Extreme Rules and 
I think it's like the first time that since we've been doing this show, I think we finally don't have to call it not so extreme rules because there's actually a nice variety of matches. I was just gonna say, what the fuck, Triple H has been listening, <laughs> boy. I tell you what. Appreciate um, you, trips. Yes. So we've got I Quit match. We got a lot of match. We we've got an, an an extreme rules match. Uh, it should be good. So we now know that Bailey will challenge Bianca in a ladder match. Although I'm pretty sure the graphic says ladders match, and that really yeah, bothers I, I, me. I swear to God, I saw it say ladders too, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? That really bugs me. Like I know okay. it's tables, ladders, and chairs, but it's always been a ladder match. Now, now, I, there's only five matches announced for this thing, but can you guess the one I'm looking forward to the most? Let's see. How about the fight pit? The fucking fight pit, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get on to that one first because that's another NXT staple making its main roster debut. The fight pit between yeah. Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it because obviously it's going to it's not going to be over the actual ring, is it? Um, is it, it going to be like in a separate part of the arena, or I? You know what? I'm thinking that that's what they're gonna, probably going to do. They're probably going to make give you know because it's going to be main roster. Um, it's going to be you know uh, uh, Papa H. I'm calling him Papa H now. Uh, running the game, so I really do think if you're fucking smart, maybe not. Okay, you know what? If you're smart, you're not going to do what I was thinking, which was I was you call Shane and ask him who was the camera guy for underground don't do that because he'll lie and say it was him um ask <laughs> ask around and you know get get a similar crew and i need that kind of a setup a dark dingy setup you know make it look like uh, um like um the fucking lion's den match you know i was in a fucking yeah. like a warehouse you know what i mean like make it look like that and just have like and I, I, this is something aew would do just have the fucking boys out there for real, just have the fucking boys out there. Like, like, like when the pandemic hit and there was nothing but wrestlers in the crowd. That's who I want watching the fight pit match. Uh, yeah, give me the crowd react. You know, the crowd uh, noise in the background. But I want just the dudes, just the ladies around the ring. You know what I mean? I want the fucking people inside the locker room. This is, you know, you guys have a real serious problem. And you got to solve it in the fight pit. You know what I mean? And fucking before we can let you go out there to that ring or what, you know, whatever. Make it, make it, make it gritty. You know what I mean? Make it fucking gritty. This is definitely that opportunity to, to, to use a little bit of the, um, the fucking whole uh, cinematic part of it. And turn it into something cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Lion's Den is, is exactly what I always thought of when they first introduced the fight pit. And when they had those matches on pay-per-view, they just had it, like, at the side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And it worked beautifully. But I think it, the Lion's Den was slightly smaller than a fight it pit. It was. It was smaller, and it was tall. It was, it was more narrow as well. Yeah, and it was round. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm Trying to round my brain with like who's been in the fight pit. I went the first one was Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Yep. Um then was it Thatcher and Champa? Yes. And it was that was, I believe, when who but who won that? There was there was that's, one that's the one where I'm getting confused on who won. That's what I'm struggling with. Matt Riddle won the first one, right? Yeah. So he's obviously got No, because he didn't experience. he lose in his own match? 
I swear he lost one of them because they were like, we can't believe Matt Riddle lost in his own match. Yeah, actually, I think that's right. Did Thatcher win both of them? I want to say yes. I'm looking up right now. I know. Oh, my God. You're going to make it about the story. Yep, Thatcher won the first one. Kurt Angle was a special referee. And... And did Ciampa win the second one? No, Thatcher won the second one, too. So then, yeah, it's Thatcher's match. But he ain't even in the company no more, so. But, I mean, mean, Matt Riddle obviously has more experience than Rollins, so. We'll Mm. give him the edge. And he has to win this one anyway, because that's got to be the end of the feud now. I would hope so. I mean, I get it, like. You know, if it works, you can drag it for a bit, but this has been dragged for a, a little too long. And yeah. the whole idea was they were fighting in the parking lot, so now they got to you know settle it in the fight pit. So this should settle it in the fight pit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's how enclosure matches always used to be, the end of a feud. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Bailey uh, challenged... Bianca to a ladder match, and the seeds continue to be planted for women's war games with the addition of Candice LeRae. Let's go. Uh, I mean, she's got experience in war games along with Dakota and EO. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only three on the main roster with war games experience in the women's division. Or Rhea Ripley, but she's not Nikki? in it. Doesn't Nikki have some? Nikki such? Was Nikki in one? I want to say she was. How long has she been on the main? No, this was back in NXT, baby. Yeah. Back so when I mean, she so was with um, that fucking one faction. Um, what the fuck was with goddamn Eric Young and them? Oh, yeah, the one Vince killed. Yeah, I <laughs> swear Sanity. there was one. At, yeah, there you go. Sanity. Yeah, I lost my sanity. Uh, I could have sworn. I swear she was in one. I was like, uh, and then why, why, why will you not just give me a list of war games matches? I know, right? There we, there Seriously, people, come on. Uh, so Candice LeRae has the most experience along with Dakota Kai. They've actually Dakota Kai and EO have both got the most experience. They've been in three. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, they've been in all three of them, I think. Uh, Candice has been in two, Raquel Gonzalez has been in two. Um, do, 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 do. To Nikki has not been in one. Oh damn! Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley's been in two, but she's not really involved in this. Oh, oh, Bianca Belair's been in one. There you go. So you know, there's a nice balance going into Survivor Series. I like it. Uh, and as for the man, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with that one. That hey, well, look, their problem, not ours. I mean, um, I, I, I like I like the bloodline versus anybody, honestly. I really do. I think that that is a perfect opportunity for you to, like, legitimize that stable just a tad, and you get the fun of war games out of it. I mean, obviously, we see the bloodline being on one side, but who the hell are they going to face? That's a good question. Like, nobody's really feuding with Roman right now. He's having this obvious, you know, headline match with Logan Paul, but that's not really a feud. And I can't think who he's going to be feuding with until Dwayne debuts, probably at the Rumble, debuts, returns, probably at the Rumble. 
That guy that what if he does like debut and he's not in the walk? It's Dwayne. Oh my god, that's Dwayne Johnson. Holy shit, and Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Can you could you imagine? Right. Saying, I mean, Let's a lot of people don't fucking history. A, a lot of people grew up with no knowledge of Dwayne being a wrestler. They just know him as a movie star. Now, okay, you know you know what I call those people? Uncultured swine. That's what I yeah. call those people. Your parents failed you, is what you're telling me. You're telling me right now your parents failed you. How in the like, the fact that if you here's the, here's the thing I'm gonna say it like this: if your birthday or if your birth your birth year is before 2002, and you don't know The Rock and or Stone Cold, your parents have failed you. I am not sorry. You need to fix yourself. Man, literally, it's only been a couple of years ago, or even last year, when people were asking, why is he called The Rock? Well, <laughs> let me tell you a little story. Sit down, son. You see what happened? Happened with. <laughs> we're going to go back to 1997. Not me, I'll go to 96 with the purple we'll hair. 96 fucking... if you want to see the tassels. If you want to see the tassels and the fucking <laughs> pineapple hair and the... That fucking, but <laughs> hey, but hey, if it, you can't be who you are today if you don't know where you started, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Sami Zayn also got a, a big hometown win over AJ Styles after that, that segment on SmackDown was great with the t shirts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I even was like, oh, dude, I popped. I popped because it, that was the thing. You know, like, Sammy is trying so hard to be one of them. He's trying so hard to be a part of the bloodline and this and the this. And and Roman's like, get that. You know, he just tells Jay to rip the shirt off him. Here you go. He's like, you'll never wear it again. That's because you'll have this one. And I'm like, well, first of all, that line was lame as shit. But it was cool. You know what I mean? It made the, it made sense. But I just thought that was kind of lame as shit. But it still good stuff. Heyman, Heyman sold it really well, too. Obviously, standing behind Sammy, he's like, oh, shit. Yep, yep, you're gonna die, kid. Sorry. But I want to know where the, the fuck Rowan got that T-shirt from. It just sort of appeared. I was gonna say, I was just gonna say the same thing. Somebody's a fucking Houdini around here. He's all you can wear. What the hell? Has he been Must came out of his chicken the whole time? He's all it's been in the back of my pants. You mean hanging out of your back pocket? No. Oh, oh, oh. It's a little damp. And also, who sold the segment? Great was Jay. Jay's facial reactions to every single thing Sammy does are just great. The best. The best. Somebody told this dude, hey, I need you to work on your facial reactions, and he fucking did his fucking studies, bud. I tell you what. So how, It's how hilarious. Do react, how do you want me to react to Sammy? We want you to look at Sammy every time like he came into your house on Christmas morning and shit on the, under the Christmas tree. <laughs> right. That's just the perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect because that exact way is it, that's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and poor Sam has never done how anything. How dare you shit in my Jay tree? Him. He really does. He does that poor guy. So what the fuck is this goddamn white boy doing here? Right, that's that's literally what it is. Why why is he trying to be one of us? He's not one of us. <laughs> but but Jimmy's like, come on, yeah, man, he's cool, a wise man. man. <laughs> but Jimmy's like, come on, man, he's cool. Even, even solo, little brother. 
He's accepted Even he's him. cool. Like, come on. Solo even accompanied him to Raw this week. I mean, hey, so, so I mean, Solo's a little on the light skinned side, you know. Maybe him and Sammy, you know, they get along. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, they they both got that NXT past history, whatever. That's true. But we kind of hit two buttons in the same go with this one because Sammy got the big hometown win over AJ. AJ then had the little confrontation with Finn Balor, sticking the finger up to Judgment Day. Let's go. Um, so, like, obviously, after this whole Edge thing is done, we're going to get AJ and Balor feuding, sure. most likely. I mean, the reality is, is AJ's just kind of been there for, like, yeah. a year, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, Papa, uh, Uncle Allen and stuff. So, I mean, I mean, good for him. Him and Finn should be good. Yeah. And, like, it's not the first time we've seen them in a WWE ring, but the first time was kind of last minute because of the whole... Was it was it the weather problem they were having that they couldn't get half the roster to uh, Survivor Series a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, Survivor I think Series. there was a... Uh... No, it was No Mercy. Sur- no Mercy. Yeah, no, um, I forgot what was the... I think it was travel reasons? I forgot yeah. what the reason was. Because it was supposed to be Demon Balor versus Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt, and it was just the worst shit, so we... Because of travel restrictions, we were saved by this mm-hmm. god-awful feud and AJ replaced Bray. Yep. Thank God. Um, and speaking of Edge, of course, he returned once again uh, and challenged Balor to an I Quit match at Extreme Rules. I, I don't know what it is about Edge. Like People seem to be getting tired of him. Honestly, I'm tired of him getting written off and then returning a week or two later. Yeah, that's but, it. I mean, in the ring, he he's still going. He's still good. No, I, I, I'm exactly where you're at with that. It's it's the, I was here for a little bit, and then I left. And now I'm back, and then I'm going to leave. And then I'm back, and then, like, that's the thing that'll, that killed me. It's not so much like, oh, dude, you're, you know, you're fucking no good. You know, I don't want you here. To, it's nothing like that. It's, if they're going to use you, I need you to be hanging around for a little bit. You know what I mean? I can't have you leave for fucking three months, come back for a month and a half. Leave for three months, come back for a month and a half. Like, I... That's Brock Lesnar territory, baby. Yeah, and I think this time he was literally gone for two weeks. He was injured for two weeks, and then he came back. And it was it was like yeah. this big comeback. Like, he's only been gone a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, like, he, he is like, still on your DVRs. Relax. Yeah, I, I, we barely even had time to miss him this time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, holy shit, it's Edge. Well, yeah. He's still <laughs> feuding with these guys. <laughs> he was going to grow up regardless. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, they wanted to make it like a big. He, he was going to get a big pop in Canada anyway because it's Edge. Yeah, it's Canada. Um, but I mean, an I quit match with Balor should be good. I don't. I can see Balor winning because they're going to get to this kind of breaking point with Edge quicker than they would with Balor. Hmm. But we'll see. Uh, so moving on to Dynamite. Um, we kicked off with Jericho's celebration as Ring of Honor World Champion, and Danny Garcia finally spoke up. Luigi, oh my bad, I couldn't talk about. I had to talk about man, Luigi back there with the pizza. Had oh to yeah, he knocked now, Luigi's lights out. That motherfucker was dead the whole segment. He sold the shit out of that. I was fucking laughing. They're like fighting and stuff. I'm like, goddamn, Luigi still knocked the fuck out. <laughs> it was great, but no, Danny Garcia finally stepped up. 
he said something, you know, like, you know, he's sick and tired of this. There was the there was the B dry situation. He comes out and it, you know, if you want to be a sports entertainer, that's cool. If you want to be a professional wrestler, join the you know, join the BCC and we'll see where it goes. And now it's up in the air. You know, I thought maybe, you know, uh, a bandito could have won the belt back tonight, but I could definitely see that they're pushing. I, I'm, I thought, I thought they were going to push towards, um, uh, Danny Garcia and, and Jericho for the ring of honor world title. But in two weeks you got B dry and yeah. I, and I'm going to say this, I, I, I am. And this is one of those ones where I need this to get right to TK's ears. Okay. We are officially at the point where you have Lance Archered Brian Danielson. And I fucking hate that I say it like that because it's the truth. But just because you're a name and you're a this and you're a that ain't going to be able to hold much water for long. Okay? And so this is one of those ones where I think... You don't need the Ring of Honor world title to be a part of of DG's and Jericho's uh, feud. So you have Garcia cost him the Ring of Honor world title. Danielson gets a belt back at a belt that he is, you know, elevated before, mind you. Then there's another building block for you and a television show for your upcoming pay-per-view. Brian Danielson's my champ. How in the fuck do people not want to watch that? You know, I mean, Chris Jericho would bring the casuals. You want the same hardcore fans that used to watch Ring of Honor Weekly? You can give them Brian Danielson. You know, so I think that that's something that could work out in two weeks. You know, the the Ocho is no longer the Ocho, which I love that name, by the way. I fucking love that name. He's no longer the eight, you know, the, the Ring of Honor world champ. And then you set up him and Danny Garcia for, uh, I forget what pay-per-view is coming up next for them. Unless they fight for no, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor oh, for AEW. Well, no, no, better yet, you'd have that. No, have that match in Ring of Honor. And I want to say that next one they got. I want to say I want, it's not Death Before Dishonor. I think they just did Death Before Dishonor. Um, Unless they do a final battle in December, like they used to. That I I, announced the next. I'm pretty. I swear to God, one was coming up, but I, I might be wrong. I might be way wrong, which is a very big possibility. So I just, I just feel like. If that's how it goes, I mean, if you if you just need to have Jericho and Wheeler on Dynamite, then you can have it on Dynamite. I think it'd be killer on a pay per view. Give them give them time and opportunity. Hell, you can even make it for the pure title. You know what I mean? Well, I'm the best pure wrestler, so da 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 da. And then that way, not only does Danny Garcia beat Chris Jericho to remain a pro wrestler, but he's still the pure champ. Damn, I'm over here writing for TK. Right, and then we've got the possibility of Brian putting over Garcia in a big way. Yep, and then hell, you can have you can have DG as your double champ for Ring of Honor. You can have that guy on top of the world. Uh, well, following the conversation, we ended up with Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard, and um, when we came back to the match, Brian's music randomly started playing, and as William Regal said, the music man's off his nuts. Mm-hmm. Because he was because they're fucking PJ saying off his tits. He's off his tits. It's glorious. Man, I just fucking love Regal on commentary. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best, and nobody's going to f- fucking filter him, and it's fantastic, and I love it, and I need it every week. You can just tell by his voice he has so much fun on commentary. Oh, yeah, because he's, like, laughing and giggling. Man, in the mask, how you doing? <laughs> the music man's off his nuts. 
He's having too much fun over there. <laughs> um, obviously, Brian won. Mm-hmm. Um, for a moment, I thought they were going to set up a tag match. I thought um, so, too. It looked like that way. I mean, I think they did. I thought they were going to, but it just turned into a singles. And, yeah, well, it, that's what DG wanted. I think Brian suggested him and Garcia versus Jericho and Guevara. Mm-hmm. But when... Matt started speaking up. I thought it was going to end up Brian and uh, Danny Garcia versus... Oh, 2.0. No, thanks. But anyway, we got a singles match. Brian obviously won. Good for Um, Brian. He's a man. Yeah, then more Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, They were just spread out over the show this week. Wheeler Yuda um, has an issue with MGF right now. Who doesn't? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, His mic skills are getting better they're still not quite there um but yeah he got into it with mjf mjf obviously took the the hometown sports team pops which wheeler said he would no i that that's the thing that, that's the funny he wore a new york Mets jersey to philly and i'm just like <laughs> ah you're a fucking dickhead which is great because <laughs> that's what he's gonna do Every fucking week. I'm waiting for him to like show up in Vegas with like a Charger jersey on or vice versa, show up in LA with a Raider jersey on, like a fucking absolute butthole. Yeah. It'd be it's gonna be great. Whatever he does, he, he he's doing he's doing really well. Him and Yuta, I and I'm and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Feels like they don't got anybody else for MJF. So they're just giving them Wheeler. Now that doesn't mean they're not going to get a good match out of this. I just don't see where this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously filler until MGF moves on to the other combat club member who has the title. This is the truth. Um, Max had a great match with Juice. I want to see more Juice, who is apparently a free agent now. Juice is. Um, he's been a free agent. He says he's not representing New Japan anymore. So, no. uh, TK, I, I know you've got a bloated roster, but get Juice. I said the juice is loose and you need to you need to stash it now. Uh the the great the classic pro wrestling shot came after the match where Wheeler just appears behind MJF and then they have a little brawl. Yep. But we had two confrontations at once because Mox was also confronted by Hangman. Which was Who's... interesting because I don't I don't know who is dressing this guy. Who is dressing this guy? Hangman went from being the cowboy that everybody loved to this cowboy has always got pink on. Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing. I'm just saying I don't know many cowboys that wear pink on a daily basis. And right now, bud, that's exactly what it looks like. I mean, I would say Anna Jay, but she's not in Dark Order anymore. Also, yeah, I forgot to say, stop giving uh, Anna Jay a microphone, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Please, she is something terrible. And whoever helped Britt Baker after that bad heel promo, please work with Anna Jay because Adam Cole, <laughs> Adam, are you, are you there? Adam, Adam and Skiavone, where the fuck are y'all? <laughs> the dream team. Oh, Skiavone's on his ass from last week. Oh, fucking, and then got what? What a goddamn uh, MJF call him? He said he called him a fat old bastard prick. prick or something like that. I'm like, that's fat fucking mean. Hey, I fucking laughed way too hard. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to hell. Poor Skiavani. Yeah, poor guy. So we we name dropped Soraya earlier. Soraya is how you pronounce it, apparently. Um, I've always called her Soraya, even when it was her mom's name. It was she was Soraya, but 
I was about to say, I was like, if anybody should fucking know how to say it right, it would be you. Or at least motherfuckers (laughs) over there. So how the fuck are you going to tell us how to fucking say the goddamn shit? Fuck. Um... She she said she said herself she was nervous, but I she felt a little me. bit rusty on the mic. Um, well, I mean, how long has it been since you've really been, been in front of a crowd? Years. Yeah, I mean, I can I I can understand. Yeah, um, but she looked great. Like yes, it, it's no secret she's had a little bit of work done over the years, but the way she looked last night was how I remember her coming up from NXT. Yes, I don't know what's changed. She she looked she looked like old school Paige. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say the same thing, but I I, I truth be told, I don't know. She but no, she she looked. I know was it when she debuted? I was like, God damn girl! I was like, you don't look the same. But then something hit, and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I see her now. I don't yeah. know. I I I as as the boys would say, it she ain't as skinny as she was when she was messing around with Andrade. Oh, that was a bad, bad time. You're hey, for everybody. Thank God she broke loose. That um, Latin love she, can be toxic, baby. She she did start loosening up towards the end of the segment. You know when Britt Baker came out and they were trading barbs. The whole your name rhymes with shit line was a little. Eh. That was as fucking goddamn kindergarten as I've ever heard. <laughs> And she's like, like, she gives her the whole rundown, and she's just like, well, your name rhymes with shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? She set it up really good. Like, you know, you're making fun of my name with your name. Oh, well, it's going to be good. Rhymes with shit, huh? Okay. And I'm, like, I'm like, Brit shit? I'm like, does that rhyme? And the guys in the TSK are like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm over it. Like, she could have come up with something better. Like, I thought about it this morning. What could have been a better line? Um... We all know the reason you got so many letters in your name is to hide the fact that your last name still isn't Cole. Burnt. That would have been a good comeback. That would have been a great comeback. Not your name rhymes with shit. <laughs> your name. I thought it was a UK thing. I was going to ask you, is that a UK thing? No. It... <laughs> yeah, it just fell a little flat, that line. But we'll, we'll forgive her for that because, like we said, she's. It's been a minute. A little nervous. It's been a minute. She was a little rusty, but. Um, throwing herself into the thick of it, pretty much confirming that she's gonna be back in the ring at some point. I mean, the original um, uh, reports, if you will, came out she was not cleared. She had yet to be cleared. We were waiting on clearing, and I don't know if they finally cleared her, but she will be an in-ring talent, which again brings up the exact same concerns that I had last week. Are you going to be able to hang? Britt Baker's walking around with her third broken nose. Her third broken nose in under four years. I mean, she's also had, she had a knee injury. Uh, she had, she wrestled for a year and a half with a broken wrist. She had you know a I mean? neck injury. The, yeah, the, the neck. So again, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is, are you sure this is what you want? Are you, because again, this isn't, and and I'm going to get some lash from, from backlash. I don't give a fuck. This isn't the pretty girls that learned how to wrestle who are going to go in there and do some stuff with you for television. These are wrestlers 
who are on a wrestling show who are going to wrestle. So this is, you're going right back home. You're going right back to fucking wrestling your brother kind of shit, fucking working in a fucking little 200, 300-seat building every fucking... This is what you're going back to, and you got to go hard. Can you go hard for longer than six months? And when the answer is no, I'm going to be like, why'd you waste our time? Just how I feel. (laughs) Um, yeah, like you said, Paige, or what was her ring name? I think her her ring name was oh, it was Brittany. Brittany Knight. Brittany um, could definitely hang with AEW's elite right now, but like she said herself, she's damaged goods. She's not broken, but she's damaged goods. But again, that I, that's I just need you to be able to hang. Are you in good shape? Have you been taking I mean, care of yourself? How is your muscle mass look like? Have you been working on your neck? Have you been working on your back? Have you been doing the proper steps you need to be able to endure what you're getting ready to endure? This isn't your 16-year-old Brittany, oh, or 12-year-old Brittany, 13-year-old Brittany, whatever. Doesn't mean you just learn how to take bumps and get used to just taking bumps. No, you're going to be getting hit harder. You're going to get slammed harder. Girls are going to squish you. You know, you know, doing certain. This is going to be a rougher spot. You know, I say like you're back home because the UK is not soft. They don't. They, it is. It is not soft wrestling out there. They don't believe in that shit. So again, can you hang with the old style of wrestling that you grew up with? And the other concern is, I hate to say it, but the AEW Women's Division is kind of botchy. No lies detected. Not gonna not not saying it in a negative way. I'm not saying it like that, but it's the fucking truth. They are, now granted, I you could say that about the whole roster. You can. You could say that about the whole roster because the reality is is these guys they want to go hard. They want to pull out all the stops and do the this and the that and the that and the this. But the problem with doing all that is sometimes you and your opponent get a little off cue. And that can cause, you know, some issues or, you know, maybe he's behind a couple of seconds or this stuff happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? The stuff happens. Um, We we can hold out hope. I mean, I think when Daniel Bryan got cleared and we never thought he'd be cleared again, I think that was the first little spark that inspired her to think, well, maybe I can come back too. I mean, like, so I would hope, I would hope that she's been like, Working on her neck and everything since then, which was what, 2018? I was going to say 17, but I think 18's right. I want to so, say four years she's been out. Yeah. And that was her random, I'm trying to come back in, in 2018. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was just a pipe dream now. Yeah, that wasn't the, oh, this is before I first got hurt. No, this was, I, I feel like I'm getting better. Everything is cool. I think I wrestled a month and then bam, kicked in the back of the head, done. Yeah. Oh, man, that kick was nasty. It really was, though. I'm just saying. But we've seen how Brian's been in AEW. Yes, he had a couple of weeks off injured, but he's been going hell for leather in AEW. Um, Edge has had a really good run in WWE since he came back, and we never thought he'd wrestle again. Hell. So I'm going to say it like this. I'm okay, Because you talk about B-Dry. You talk about Edge. You got to talk about the other guy, too, Christian. Let's keep it funky. 
Christian, this motherfucker hurt his shoulder before he had another concussion. You understand? Like, do, 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 do you see where I'm driving at here? It's 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 a good thing because these guys were getting hurt every left and motherfucking right. And we was like, dude, this is why you had to retire. This is why you had to walk away. And now, shit, fucking, I mean, Edge, I'm thinking it's like a rest thing with Edge. You know what I mean? They don't want to overdo it with him. And with B-Dry, no, you're, besides that injury, he's been going balls to the wall. You, you'd, never, you'd never think, looking at B-Dry in AEW, that he was ever retired no. for a couple of years. I mean, you could, you could maybe make the argument, oh, that he was on his, down, you know, on his downside or whatever. Oh, you know, he's towards the end of his career, and da-da-da-da-da, and this is why he's here. And Okay, yeah, you can make that argument, but you couldn't say it. it's like because he was, he, oh, I didn't know he had neck problems because you can't tell. Oh, you can't tell. Especially in his matches with, like, Omega and Danny Garcia recently, he's taken a lot of headshots. Oh, yeah. Big ones, too. Big ones. And you're like, shit, is that a good idea? But he's taking them. And he's and doing he's okay. Back next week. And yep. Ask him for more. The odds are in Soraya's favor. Yeah. But there's always that chance that something goes wrong. We hope nothing goes wrong, and she had a good end to her career to finish it the way she wanted to. Right there with you, big dog. I'm I, again. I, I hope nothing for the best, nothing but the best for her. I hope she succeeds in AEW. I hope that there she's able to be around long enough to succeed. But that again is my biggest concern. Are you going to be able to hang long enough to succeed? Because the fact of the matter is. The fact of the matter is, if you're healthy, you are a big old puzzle piece in this women's division. And you, it's like bringing in a um, – God, I'm really trying to think of like uh, – who would really give her the vibe? It was – I don't want to say like a Mox, but kind of like a Mox. Like how Mox's debut was, you know what I mean? The impact that he had on the division and everything like that. I feel like she has a similar vibe. Maybe, maybe a little, a little less over the top, but same ballpark. You know what I mean? She yeah. could be an absolute game changer. Yeah. And the women definitely need that. They do. Like, we struggled for a little bit with Thunder Rosa as champion because it kind of lost its momentum. Booking. But Booking problems. Tony's doing great, and Britt Baker's back on TV regularly now, so it it seems as though the women's division is being fixed. I think um, so. Little by little. And now we've got the prospect of Britt Baker versus Soraya. I mean, that's that's the great thing about it is is the prospects of this match or that match or that match or this match, Soraya versus Britt Baker, Soraya versus Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho versus Serena D versus the list goes on and on. You know what I mean? That's the great thing about bringing in a quote unquote star. And they're all fresh matches. That too. That too. All fresh. And it's it's just dawned on me that. Big reason for the questionable promo from Soraya this week was probably, like, promos aren't really a thing in small indies. Like, it's just match, 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 match. So, right. like, her main promo experiences will, will be in WWE where it was heavily scripted. Here's a script. Yep. Whereas on Dynamite, here's a mic. Here's a mic. Yep. Oh, you're, you're a thousand on that one. 
So again, whoever worked with Brit, do your job. Come on now, there. Where the where the hell you at there, fucking uh, goddamn uh, fucking Adam? Where you at, Adam? Uh, and the lumberjack match was pretty good too. Um, Tony getting the win over Serena, but it it felt a little weird when Willow chased off Jamie Hader. Like Jamie started throwing punches at everybody, then ran away from Willow. It just felt weird because Jamie's such a badass. That Why is she running away from? Like, okay, they're, they're uh, setting up the match for Rampage, but why is Jamie running? Just didn't want to get her ass beat. I don't know, but she fucking hightailed it, bud. She yeah. was McDonald. That that was a Forrest Gump run. Oh, yeah. You just don't <laughs> stop till you, until I drop. Uh, and then, of course, main event, Jericho defeated Bandito, like you said. WWE diehards are like, who's Bandito? Because they don't want to Google him. But again, you'll go get a QR code. You'll look up old interviews. You'll do this. You'll do this. You'll do this. But band, B-A-N-D-I-N-O, Bandino or Bandito instead of N-O-D-O, enter. They, they, even, they even gave you his history during this match on commentary. And talked about him. Yeah, former Ring of Honor champion, never lost the title. Nope. Showed highlight packages. And I like how they made a point that he's never lost a title match in this city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they tried to give it a big old emphasis that, like, hey, Jericho could probably lose tonight. Like, this guy doesn't, you know, his, this guy never lost. You know what I mean? He's got a grudge. Though. Like, and they made you believe that this new guy, this guy you never heard of, has a real shot at beating Jericho. Now, granted, if you know where the stories are going and you have a sense of pro wrestling, you probably knew otherwise. But then again, most of the stuff they do isn't for us. It's for casuals. Yeah, and but like those near counts were fucking near to the bone. Oh, hey, Jericho with the fucking kickouts of the 2.8s and the 2.9s and the... I'm like, dude, just... Fucking palpitations over here. Right, seriously, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, dude, Bandito gets it back. No, because... Fucking goddamn, I'm calling them New Japan covers is what I'm calling them. New Japan covers because they're just so fucking close. And honestly, Jericho is like the perfect heel for Ring of Honor because he's everything that Ring of Honor is not. And he made a point after the match that he wants to destroy everything Ring of Honor, including the commentators, including the announcers, and poor Bobby Cruz takes a Judas effect. Mm-hmm. Took it very well too, my dad. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, last week, like nothing major happened. But I think this week they really saved it. It was a decent episode. Not bad at all. Last week, not last week. The week before Grand Slam was obviously a great week, but the week before nothing major happened. And then this week, no. normal episode of Dynamite, it was really good. Factuals, it's really good. Uh, so that's about it. Other than Bray Wyatt. Uh, we've mentioned the QR code a couple of times, but it seems more than likely now that it's going to be Bray Wyatt making his return. Um, apparently not at Extreme Rules. They're probably going to be at Survivor Series, but apparently, I keep saying apparently because Dirt Sheets, at Extreme Rules, we're going to get a final clue that tells you definitely who it is. Yeah, we know who it is. Yeah, we know who it is. Got to be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it has to be Bray Wyatt. Are you fucking kidding me? But like, Come on, we know who it is, but... But they're, they're building it great. Like, it's very, very hush-hush. Like, mm-hmm. it's not 
in your face. They're not showing these vignettes on TV. You have to scan that QR code to, to find these videos. Just, yeah, you do. You really kind of have to participate. Unless you're one of those guys that just follows dirt sheets. Then. Yeah, and <laughs> the use of the White Rabbit song during breaks and in house shows and whatever is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really hope he uses that as an entrance music when he comes back. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, everything about it seems to be working out perfectly. I, I just... You already know me, dude. I was like, oh, get him the fuck out of the E, get him away, start him fresh, da 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 But you got Hunter. Yeah. Papa H is there, and Papa H knows how to work with certain gimmicks, and this is one of those ones. Yeah, so I, I, it's okay. and it, It'll work. It'll work. Also, you imagine, like, arenas full of people singing that song? You mean how, like, they used to sing, you have the whole world in your hands? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, 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 could, I could really enjoy it. I can get behind it. I just... It seems like we will find out for definite in two weeks, just over two weeks at Extreme Rules. Let's go. Um, and in six weeks, we are six weeks away from our 400 episode, but two oh, weeks hello. after that, Promo Series 7, Rise and Storm, hits your screens and your speakers. It's our next special event on November 24th. We'll predict Survivor Series War Games. I don't know if that's the name they're going with, but War Games. War Games! And hopefully a new group MVP will be crowned, but the, the card is stacked as far as competition goes. Cypher has a fair rematch to challenge Moses for the television championship in a TV triathlon. It will go promo bout, trivia battle, and the third stage, if necessary, another promo bout. Mm, mm, mm. Promos, a game is a top notch. You better be ready. Hasn't been done before. Hasn't been done since. Won't be. I don't know if it'll be done again, but TV triathlon makes its debut. Um, also in promo action, Mike Larkin has been sending his videos in for weeks and weeks. Trashing Max, trashing the jury, and DC had enough. So Mike returns to face Daniel Crimmins in a promo exhibition. For the second time. Second time. And in promo series tradition, the Knowledge Championship is on the line and the winner stays on Gauntlet. The third and final challenger, as you know, will be your very own captain competing for the Knowledge title for the very first time. And I can now announce that the first challenger of the three will be... And happy birthday to... Fuck fear. It's beer. All right. Uh, he went toe-to-toe with Kenny Killer for the inaugural knowledge title, and he competed in the Ring of Games at Promomania. Beer returns to finally go one-on-one with the Phoenix in the first round. Love it. And it looks like I'll be leaving Promo Series a double champion, because once I'm done with the knowledge title, my history-making world title is on the line in a triple threat match against Travis Walker-Anderson and the lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Last week, you got a taste of the Red Storm coming to promo series. No matter what the Walker brings, that world title is staying in Wales. Oh my old heat. For more information, go to maxrassen.net slash promo series 7. And now we take you over to Moses' side for the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. That's right. This one's actually going to be nice and fun this week. So check this out. Retro Rewind is actually 
hopping on to another pay-per-view. So we finished up with, I think we did Survivor Series. I think we did. No, we did Survivor Series 96. We hooked you up with November 11th and 18th. And now we're jumping on to WCW's World War Three from 1996. November 17th is the date. And this was... <laughs> this was... <laughs> This was a WCW pay-per-view through and through, ladies and germs. Let me tell you what. Um, but the opening match was a well, it was a banger. It was a banger um to the point where it needed to be rewatched. The J Crown Championship was defended by Ultimo Dragon against Rey Mysterio Jr. Obviously, you already know by the names it was gonna be a banger. Um, it did feel a little squashy at first, but then it, you know, Ray loved to make his good comebacks and it was still very good. Uh, I gave it a four and a quarter, four and a quarter. That's how you open the show, how you followed up with the opener though. <laughs> Made me start day drinking one man, one arm tied behind your back match. Nick Patrick versus Chris Jericho. I gave it a hot one and a quarter. If you really want to hear me scream and yell about Nick Patrick, you got to listen to this one. Um, and the last one I want to highlight is actually going to be shocker of shockers. Another cruiserweight match. This time the cruiserweight title match psychosis taking on Dean Malenko gave this one a four. the sheer chemistry of, of, um, Dean Malenko and psychosis was next fucking level. I did not think these guys were going to work as well together, but then again, psychosis wrestles a very similar style as Rey Mysterio. And it just was fantastic. And, of course, we love to talk about William Regal as a highlight on commentary. WCW pay-per-views give you the man. No, to Death Road, baby. And Death Road does not hold back. It's the greatest. Yeah, baby. Uh, Retro Geek of the Week. Retro Geek of the Week is going to be Nick Patrick. Simple, plain, and the the fact that he was was bitching. The (laughs) fact that you're in a match. With the homeboy's got his hand time behind your back, and he was still bitching. Fucking, I like. Oh my god! I, I never wanted to be Chris Jericho so much in my whole life. Never so much in my whole life. I wanted to be Jericho. Like, I was. I, and I was with the crowd too. We, there was a Patrick sucks chant. Felt I was. I was chanting over here. It's glorious stuff. Nick Patrick, fucking just brother. You're geek of the motherfucking century at this point. I tell you what. And I, 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 I kid you, man, I'm going to start keeping, I need to start keeping better track of these. And I'm pretty sure we do on max. I'm going to have, if this guy hits a certain number, he's got to be disqualified and just made the official geek of the year. Like that's just it. Like that's what's going to happen from now on. At the end of the year, I'm crowning geek of the year and you are off the billing. I can no longer use oh, you. We are tracking current day. Uh, geek ambassador of the week, which I thought that's why we we're doing it to crown geek of the year at the maxis and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, then there we go. We'll have to do a retro geek of the year as well, then, too. All right, so let's find out the modern day geek of the week. Geek, gritty, freak, scum sucking, beard with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, let's make this short and sweet, simple, all that fun stuff. Uh, Geek of the Week, mainly because I just, I don't know. I'm enjoying what he's doing. It's not necessarily a knock. It's just, um, brother, you're trying a little too hard. And that's okay. 
um, especially with the faction you're in, it's it, it's it's a uh, it's easy to try hard to try to fit in with these crazy young cats. So, <sighs> Mr. Billy Gunn, Senor Senor Nalgas, if you will, uh, you're fucking geek of the week this week, but only because like I don't ever. I don't ever need to see you sticking your tongue your tongue out like that ever again. Never again, dude. Like, you're just, you were quite lit. Like, it was bad enough that you were the dad following your kids around. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. Not them following you around. You were following them around. Now you're, now you're the dad who's trying to be cool with the fucking cool kids. You're like, yeah, we're hip and cool, right, fellas? And they're just like, what? Yeah, we're hip and cool. That's that, that is fucking Billy Gunn right now. He's the old dad hanging out trying to be cool with the cool kids. It was unusually close to the gay one. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> he really was. That's what scared me the most. It's like, why is your tongue out? Like, bro, like, chill out. And who do you think you are, Soraya? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's worn less clothes than Soraya to the ring oh, I'm- at many points. Positive of it. Positive. Well, all right then. Now for the bachelor of the week. He's the bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, I I found it pretty easy this week. It wasn't necessarily the best match of the week. But it was a big win for him. Uh, And this follows having that great segment on SmackDown where he didn't even have to do anything. And the whole crowd is behind him because they're on his side and they feel sorry Mm -hmm. for him. And he's just killing it in this role at the moment. Um, So Bessler of the Week goes to Sami Zayn. Let's go. Well deserved. Yeah, it's about time. Universally and, loved and now soon to be hated because he's a part of the bloodline. Yeah, but he's still the guy. He's like Ron Van Dam in the fucking alliance. He's on, he's on the bad side, but everybody loves him. Yep, and that's perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. When, when the bloodline inevitably turn on him, they're going to get major heat. Oh, the heat. It's going to be nice, though. I mean, like, if, if if you really talking about catapulting the fuck out of somebody, <laughs> jump him. I'm telling you, dude, jump, jump Sammy tomorrow and watch that guy be fucking world champ by the end of the month. I swear. By, by, by the end of next month. My bad. I was going to say, if, if, he was, if he was to dethrone Roman, that would be huge. Right? The guy within the bloodline wins <laughs> all because they turned on him. Jesus, I'm over here. But there's your backup plan in case of fucking, you know, Uncle Dewey can't do nothing. There you go. I'm just saying, like, come on now. That's a great fucking story right there. They let him in with open arms and then decide that they wanted to turn on him for whatever reason. So he says, fuck you and beats Roman. That would be awesome. Wow. I mean, it's not the first time he's been the un- ultimate underdog. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, hell, the he, title. Was, he was a super gigantic underdog against Neville, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and that was one of the most beautiful buildups of the modern era. No lies detected. All right, then. Well, thank you for spending your first day with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Mash Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet. 
Check out our website, maxrousing.net. And don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Mm-hmm. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. As you guys can see, fucking retro is going pay-per-view this week. So it should be a nice, easy, sweet week. Um, behind on the bolt rant stuff, don't freak out. There's a lot of news going on, and that's what's kind of taking so long. We had a lot of injuries. There's guys hitting the IR. Um Torn biceps, you know, messed up groins, additions to the team. There's a lot going on, so be patient with me. But something should drop this weekend to get you ready for the game on Sunday as we take on the Houston Texans bright and early 10 a.m. Hope you got your alarm set. I know it's Sunday. Most people are up early, but hey, sometimes motherfuckers like to sleep in. So uh, other than that, like I said, Retro's hitting. Check it out. TikTok, Max Wrestling UK, and uh, Cypher better get that game ready. And with that said, join us next week for Extreme Rules Predictions, and we're actually kind of looking forward to it. Let's go. I'm down. You've been watching the Gap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Don't break your neck, Shrive. Please, with the love of God, don't break your neck. And rest in peace, Coolio. Damn Coolio.